Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Downtown Dollar Bill Sports Gambling Podcast. I am Dollar Bill. And I'm Downtown. And this is a very interesting week of football that we are going to talk about. It is. And this is kind of a big week. You know, looking at it now, this is a big week of football. Sure is. Um. But before we get to that, and before we even get to how we did from the previous episode, I found this story a little over an hour ago. I couldn't believe this story. This is one of those funny scratch-your-head type of stories. I love scratch-your-head stories. So, okay. And I don't know where you're going with this. So, so go. This involves the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I, I'm going to have to send this to one of my coworkers. He'll, he'll get a kick out of this. <laughs> okay. Do you happen to know a football player by the name of Bernard Williams? I don't think so. Okay. Must be some unknown guy. Well, he got released yesterday by the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And he hasn't played a game for them since 1994. Oh, damn So, okay, so a little explanation on this, okay? So the Eagles drafted Williams in the first round of the 1994 NFL draft. Okay. He only played one season. Before he being suspended, I'm doubling him. Before he, being suspended in 1995 for six games for marijuana possession. Okay. He later had a second positive test for marijuana and was suspended for the remainder of that season. He never decided to apply for reinstatement. So he was still technically suspended, still by the NFL, and the Eagles never did anything with him. So what? Like he didn't have a like his contract would have ran out, right? You, you you would think. Or or is it like your contract doesn't adhere years if you're suspended? I, I have <laughs> no idea. I'm reading about this guy right now. Yeah. And I'm assuming he went to the CFL after he went got suspended. Yes, because that's what a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, players do when the NFL uh, suspends you. You go to the CFL. It's almost like a conditioning stint. Play play football, make a lot less money, but still keep in shape. And you know, like here in Canada, we'll we'll take anybody. You know, come on in. This is just a funny story that i did not know where you're going with this i thought maybe you were going to talk about all the injuries last night no i I wanted to start the show on a good note this is not normally a football preview podcast it's more like what we're just making our picks and then we'll see who's smarter but um yeah that's that's (laughs) that's wild you know what i worked for nine hours today listening to sports radio the entire time did not hear a second of this story. So <laughs> I kind of wish that someone had talked about this. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know about this. We, like, we, we might need to share this in our, um, in, in our, our group. Sport, yeah. In our group chat that we, that we have with a bunch of solid guys that know a lot about sports. So yeah, I think that'd be fun. He should, he should get inducted into like their hall of fame. Yes, for, bring him on. Yeah, on. for first for being a part of the team for nearly 30 years. Retire his jersey number. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what position was this guy? Uh he was a defensive player. Okay. I thought I you know, I thought I read offensive tackle, but I might have read that. All right. Yeah. So, Here's a story. In, in a bizarre roster transaction, the Eagles formally waived one-time first-round pick Bernard Williams, who has an all-rookie offensive tackle in 94. But oh, okay. My mistake. In July of 95, after positive marijuana test. 
He was an all-rookie offensive tackle. <laughs> this is awesome. Wow. Okay. All right. So um, we weren't able to record last week. So this is uh, week uh, nine we're going to be talking about. Yeah, because like we try to do this show every week, but yeah. you know, lives happen. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to record last week. So, and before I uh, recap our picks, I want to say I did this weird transaction today. All right. And I think you got the same one. I got a handsome bonus here of 100 units. Yeah, I did as well. So I think that's because we're handsome. We mm-hmm. got 100 units put into our um, account here today. So so we have an additional 100 units each. So I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm finding off the women, you know, still. Yeah, do. handsome bonus, it says here. Like, mm-hmm. good job, boys. <laughs> so um, that's pretty good. all jokes aside i was having a hard time doing the doing the math here with all with all the negative units because it's been a struggle don't don't take our bets and and wager this is this is our own fun show that yeah don't ever take our picks seriously Um, like like you can take a look at our bets and if you agree with what we're saying use some of the stuff that we talk about and make a bet because of that, mm-hmm. which it's all good. Like, like a lot of people have a good time betting on sports, even when they don't win. Yeah. But here we go again. We're going to recap. And I believe I said it was week nine that we did these games on. Yeah. So the first game, this was a Germany game. Mm-hmm. Miami and Kansas City. I should almost just say your picks first because you smoked me this week, my friend. Yes. <laughs> so, dollar bill. I remember you being a little intimidated by picking a point spread in this one. Oh, I was. You went with the under, which happened to be a smart pick. You think Miami and Kansas City they put up a bunch of points? They kind of did in the first half. Twenty-one nothing. Kansas City was up. Miami ended up. Um, coming back slightly, but they uh, they don't come all the way back. 21-14, Chiefs to win. You had one unit on under 50. Good job. It's 35 points. Got the under by a bunch. I, I took Miami plus two, so that's the first loss for, uh, for uh, downtown. Mm. Only uh, being a seven-point spread. The second game, we both were on the under in uh, Cleveland, Arizona. And we both won. Cleveland, 27 nothing. This was, um, I believe, Josh Dobbs' last game as a Cardinal. Or, I or believe it was. But I think Clayton Toon actually started this game. And that's because they were planning on trading Dobbs and he ended up going to Minnesota. Right. Which has turned into one of the best trade deadline acquisitions in recent history. Mm-hmm. He's been dominating. He, he played great in his first game and he, he played even better against New Orleans last week. Yes, he did. Now he does in, uh, in week 11 here, which I think we are picking that game. So we'll get to that later. Um, we both won. Um, you had two units on that and I had three. So we're both um, we both won three units so far this week. You being two and two and zero to start, which is very good for you. Uh, third game, we did do every game this week, didn't we? I believe we did. I think we recorded on Friday, so so yeah, uh, I think we did every game except for the Thursday game. So we at the Saints minus eight and a half here against the Bears. They only win by seven. They yeah. had a lot of opportunities here. They had five turnovers. They only win the game by one touchdown. A little surprise there. I had five units on that. It was a big loss for me. You took the points. You had Bears plus eight and a half, three units. <laughs> another win. That's three and oh this week. And that would put you up to six units for the week. Very, very good job. 
I'm swimming in the money I owe. And honestly, all the games that we went against each other, I think you came out on top. Yeah. Might just get you to make the first pick this week. I'll just be like, yeah, you know what? He's pretty smart. I'll go with that. <laughs> Next game. Rams and Packers. I had the Rams plus three. They got their asses spanked at Lambeau, 20 to three. And you know where I'm going with this. Where did I, what I tell you, man? Dollar bill. Packers minus three. Two units. That's his fourth straight victory here. But the streak is over, my yeah. friend. <laughs> you and Falcons minus four against uh, Minnesota. Minnesota ended up winning the game. 31 to 28. I actually had the under. Both teams almost got to 37. It wasn't a good under pick. Right. So move, moving ahead here, our uh we, we both had the, the same pick on the next one, and it wasn't good for us. The Seahawks, they just couldn't score. We, no. we had Baltimore over 44, which seemed like a good pick. Ravens got 37, and it was still under 37 to 3. Was the final, and uh, we both get a loss there. You you had three units, I had four units on that. I was feeling pretty confident on that over. I thought Seattle could kind of keep pace a little bit. They couldn't get anything going against um, against Baltimore. Next one. This was this was a tough one for me. I had Texans minus two and a half. I only had one unit on it. Houston wins by two. Lose by half a point, big time scoreboard on this one, uh, 39-37 for the Texans. You had over 40. Both teams almost got 40. Mm. That was an easy one for you. And you had two units on that. Congrats. (laughs) Next game, New England and Washington. I had under 40.5. 40.5. The score was Washington 20 to 17. So I got a win there. You had the same. You also had under. I, I For some reason, I thought you had taken Washington in that one. But huh. Huh. I think we just went with the over-unders with that one there. Yeah. Just speed, speeding up a little bit here. Um, Indy, we both had Indy minus two and a half over uh, Carolina. Um, they win 27-13. I had five units on that. You had three. Next game, we both had the, actually, I had the Eagles minus three for five units. They win 28 to 23. You had, where are you here? I believe. Yeah, you had over 47. So you hit that as well. I think it was a 50, 51 points total. So that was a good game. I remember. That was back. a really good game. I, I, I think um, Dallas almost got a little bit hooped at the end there with the, some of the officiating, some of the uh, PI calls, if I can remember correctly. But you know what? Didn't care. It's hilarious when the Cowboys lose. The next game, this I believe, was this a Sunday night game? No, no. Raiders and... Um, Giants. Raiders and Giants, yeah. That was on a Sunday night. That was just a late afternoon. Um, I... I didn't know what was going to happen here. I, I put one unit on the Raiders, minus one and a half. They ended up winning 30 to six, and they were undefeated with their new coach. I know. This is a good story. Which is pretty cool. They, they got the cigars going, and and they, they need to get McDaniels out of there. Oh, yeah, they had to. They need to go back to Uncle Bill, and it's like, you know, it, that, they'll find some job for McDaniels in New England. You had where are you here? You had under 37.5. Oh my god, 30 to 6. Oh, he pulls it out. Beautiful. I like it. Okay. It's starting to get better here. I uh in, in the Sunday night game, I had Cincinnati minus two and a half over Buffalo. Cincinnati wins 24 to 18. Five units on that. That was a good one for me. I, I kind of made up some um, bigger points in the afternoon games. You had um, Bengals under 50 and a half, which it was under 50 and a half. So that's a win for you. Two units. Congratulations. And in the last game, the Monday nighter, I had the Jets plus three. 
and a half. You had Chargers minus three and a half. The Jets are the Jets. I, I don't know why I keep thinking. I, I, I keep thinking that they're going to do something. They lost 27 to six on Monday Night Football. Why do I still believe in the Jets? It's freaking Chargers. I was waiting for the Chargers to Charger, and they never charged. 27 to six. Um, <laughs> you won two units there. So to recap, after the handsome bonus and the winning of 26 units, <laughs> dollar bill, your grand total is 85. Yeah. Congratulations. So you will have 85 units in your bank. I won 21 units, which I thought it would be less than that, but I did have a couple big ones near the end there. Um, and after the after the bonus, I uh, I start with uh, 81 units. So it's still a pretty close race here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't talk about this on and what we usually chat before the show. Yeah. But I have a challenge for you this week. Okay. You picked the games. Yes. Okay. I am adding the game. Okay. And there's no arguing or debating this is happening. Okay. So you're going to have to do some research in the next minute and a half. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. The Grey Cup is this Sunday, which you don't know is the CFL's version of the Super Super Bowl. It is the championship of the CFL. We will be betting on the Grey Cup this weekend. Are you ready? <laughs> let me let me get my notes. Now, in the East final, there was a huge upset. Toronto was 11-point favorite, playing at home, had the bye week. They ended up losing to Montreal by double digits. Wow. It was one of the probably one of the biggest upsets in CFL history. Everyone just assumed it was going to be Winnipeg versus Toronto. Toronto the Grey Cup, which is what the Grey Cup was last year. Toronto won it. We all assumed all season collision course. These are the teams that are facing each other. And massive, massive upset. So Montreal is uh, facing Winnipeg in the Grey Cup. Um, as I see now, it's a uh, minus eight and a half points for Winnipeg. Hmm, okay. It's a pretty big spread for a championship game. Um, they are playing in Hamilton, which is very, uh, I think they're expecting like some, some cold climate for the game, which will make it more interesting, more fun. So we will be, um, we'll be putting that, that game. On now what's, pick. what's the point spread again? Um, it's eight and a half for Winnipeg. So minus eight, and eight and a half for Winnipeg. When when we get to that game, yes, that will be the last game we pick. Okay, I have no problem with it. I, I figured it's the championship. We gotta we gotta include some Canadian content. We 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 do we do. All right. So now that we are all prepared, are we? <laughs> well, we're 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 gonna find out in a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's get to the games that I picked. Now, now one game that I want to mention right off the bat, we had originally planned to pick, but due to reasons we couldn't do it, was Cincinnati and Baltimore. Both teams. Lost. I'll, I'll take Baltimore. And- <laughs> 81 units on it. Right. <laughs> okay. There we go. In the win column. There we go. But yeah, real real quick. Um, That's what Mark, you want to do. You want Mark to Andrews with... out for the year. Joe oh, no. Burrow out for the year. And the Bengals might be they're they're gonna be fined for not disclosing his injury. Yeah. And could lose a draft pick. They're saying it could be a draft pick. Could could be twenty five thousand fine to the coach and seventy five thousand to the team. Um, that's what I guess that's what Pittsburgh got when there's somebody with Roethlisberger a couple mm-hmm. years ago. They're talking about that today. So right now, 
the Bengals are at five and five. This yeah. is their remaining schedule for the rest of the season. I don't think they win another game. Home versus Pittsburgh, Monday night game at Jacksonville, home against Indy, home against the Vikings, at the Steelers, at the Chiefs, home against the Browns. The only one that I see, and I got to see how how Browning does. Like, because when you get thrown into a game, you, you can't really judge that, yeah. that play. You know, he kind of reminded me of Zach Wilson last night, to be honest. When he came in, um, they they have a hell of a team. They got Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon's good at times. Their defense is pretty decent. Um, I only on it with all those games you said, barring any other injuries that happen, maybe Indy. So that would put them at six and eleven for the season. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Indy, and maybe Cleveland. That's a big. Well, I was saying, like you're in that chat. There's a few Bengal fans in our one fantasy football pool, and I was saying, I'm like, this might be good for Cincinnati. Honestly, like, were you going to make the playoffs? Probably not this year in in that division. Probably not. This is a deep draft. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the talent. I mean, and and I I said, okay, it, like a lot of teams would have to win some games, but if you if you uh, fall down that board and all of a sudden you're looking at Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jamar oh. Chase the same team. With oh, Joe. my God. Like, because there's going to be teams that that want more draft capital at the top of the draft this year mm-hmm. that would trade down with a team like Cincinnati to move up to, like, maybe three or four. Yeah. If they're, like, sitting at 10. And then maybe they have to offer their first next year. But if you're looking at Marvin Harrison Jr. replacing T. Higgins, like I think you definitely do that. But yeah, it should be uh, it should be interesting. I, I love draft content. I'm sure we'll do do some draft content at some point. Yeah, on, on one of our platforms. But, All right. Well, why don't we get into the games for this week? We're going to start off with. The Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Stop Bears. Stop Bears. Detroit is a seven and a half point favorite. The over-under is 48. And uh, Justin Fields is back, right? Hmm? Justin Fields, he's back this week. Oh, is he? I, I think so. Okay. Um... Although I think they should keep starting that other quarterback. They've had some good success with him as of late. So. Yeah. Tyson Badgett, is that his name? I don't even know his name. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that's how memorable he is. I don't even remember his name. Okay. This is an interesting game for a number of reasons. The first one being the obvious one, it's a division game. The second one is it is a home game before the Lions' annual Thanksgiving game. I can't remember the last time that they had back-to-back home games with one of them, with the second one being the Thanksgiving game. Yeah. So that may weigh well, a little bit on this. Um, From what I remember, um, I didn't – the Thanksgiving teams usually play on the road, either on the road or on the previous Thursday, or sometimes they had a buy before this. Right. Yeah. So, the scheduling's a, a little weird this year. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Like I have, I always take America Thanksgiving off because um, I'm, I'm Canadian. It's not a holiday here. Should be. And I'm usually like, okay, I'll watch the lions get killed and then I'll watch Dallas win. This this year is going to be fun because the Lions, the Lions should do well in the morning game. You know, I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. This is the first time in a while that I can remember where I'm actually looking forward to all three games. Yeah, well, Washington's playing Dallas, right? Yeah, so you got to be looking forward to that. Regardless. Oh, of course. What, what is the primetime uh, Thanksgiving special? I believe it is as soon as I 
get it. If you tell me the Raiders are in prime time again, that's just nice. <laughs> 49ers and Seahawks. Okay. Okay. I can get on board with that. Ah, well, that's a huge game. Damn. Okay. Um, and next week, we, we got to record this on Tuesday so we can get these. Yes. We, we, I was going to mention that a little later, but we are yeah. going to do next week two so shows. If you guys are downloading or just looking for the show, hopefully Wednesday, at Wednesday, it should be, should be good to go for that one. Yeah. So you'll see the recap of this. And then you'll get our picks for Thanksgiving plus. And then, and then our normal. Yeah. We finish up. Okay, so back <clears> to <throat> this game. Yeah. This is I'm... honestly for Detroit. Like, I think the Lions, if you look at the schedule, I think they have a clear path to the number one seed. Oh, God, which is yeah. Kind of crazy to think about. Um, I'm taking the Lions minus seven and a half. I'm running to the bank with this. I'm putting six units on this Ooh, one. Ooh, okay. I I think though this could be a huge huge blowout. The only thing that scares me a little bit is they could be looking ahead to that Thanksgiving. Exactly. But I'm still I, I still feel pretty confident with the Lions minus seven and a half. That that half point is a little scary sometimes, but I, I do think they'll win by multiple scores here. Um, I'm going to take a different bet on this. I'm going to wager three units that it will be under 48 points. 48 I, and a half? Is that what it is? 48 points. 48 outright. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I think... I, I, I think hate it when they do that because then if you hit 48, you don't lose the bet, but you don't win it. Win it. Yeah. Half. Three units on under 48. Okay. Yep. Under 48. I, I think this is going to be a low scoring game. It's, you know, the old NFC Central. I don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring in the. I, I think there will be scoring, but I don't think it's going to be that 48. I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think Detroit probably gets in the mid 20s and the Bears are in the single digits. All right. Uh, next game Chargers at Packers. It is the Chargers, a three-point favorite. The over-under is 44. Why don't you uh, – we'll, we'll alternate. Yeah. Well, you know, the Packers did good for me last time. And I'm, I'm going to go with them again on this. With the Chargers – okay, the last couple weeks, they beat the Jets, which they should have. They stayed with the Lions all the way to the end. So I, I got to give them props for that. This to me could be a letdown game for the Chargers. I'm going. Hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to wager three units on the Packers plus three this week. Okay. Another three units. Mm-hmm. And you know, I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm doing it. I'm going against you. <laughs> I don't trust the Packers. Jordan Love, I, I I don't know. Like I've been kind of going against the Chargers this year. And like when I go against them, they do okay. And when I pick them, sometimes they don't do great. <laughs> right. I don't really know what's gonna happen here. Um, but I'm gonna take LA with minus three points. And I'm gonna put three units on that. Okay. All right, next game. This is this is an interesting one. Because I think that I think this is the biggest point spread of the entire week. Here's some high ones this week. Raiders at Dolphins. The Dolphins are a 14-point favorite. The over-under is 46 and a half. Damn. They don't give the Raiders much hope here. They eh? really aren't. Probably because they're not playing a New York team. That's why. Well, okay, let's look at this. Um, Miami beats bad teams. That's what they do. It's like yeah. beating bad teams. Um, the Raiders don't let the last two weeks fool you. They're they're a bad team. Are they going to win by fourteen? That that is a huge point spread. That is. 
That's almost college football points. Like teams, teams win by big numbers in the NFL, but usually when the point spread is high, they don't cover it. I, you know, I'm I'm taking the points. How often do you get a team coming off two victories with a brand new coach, feeling good about themselves, two touchdowns added to the point total before the game starts? I'm I'm taking Las Vegas plus fourteen. I'm going to put two units on it. You know, it, it, this is kind of funny because I had the exact same thought. Um, the Raiders, you know that that five and five record is deceiving, even though they've got a very good front four defense. Max Crosby, I think, is one of the most underrated defensive players in the national football league really really good um i i am going to go plus 14 with the raiders and i'm also going to go two units on this okay all right next game giants at command skins Oh, Jesus. Washington is a nine-point favorite. The over-under is 38. And I'm glad I'm going first on this one. Because for those of you that don't follow the history of the, the Giants and the Skins, this is this is set up to be a game where it is going to be a lot closer than you think it is. Giants don't have Daniel Jones anymore. They don't have Tyrod Taylor. They have Tommy DeVito, who lives with his parents, who doesn't do his laundry, doesn't cook his own food. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that whole, whole story on him. I don't know if I should be happy or sad about that. Um... Now, Washington came off a really good game last week against Seattle. Sam Howell, with the exception of the one fumble, looked really good last week. He is getting better and better week after week. Definitely. He he is I I don't want to jinx myself, but yeah. I think Washington's found their franchise quarterback. I think they've got him. Yep. However, this is a division game. This is against a team they should win. I'm not going to bet on Washington. I'm actually going to wager five units that it will be under 38 points. That's a pretty good bet because I think for it to be over, I think Washington would have to have 31. Mm-hmm. How many units? Five. Yeah. Um, I, I like that that bet as well. That doesn't make it that exciting when we all pick the same thing, but yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna go with it. Like, because you made a lot of good points there. It is a division game. They still have Saquon Barkley. That he can break off one once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, this DeVito guy is like he he is starting for sure. I, I, I Tyrod's out too. Still, I, I think yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think thirty eight is is still a pretty high number for for what the Giants bring to the table. I'm I'm not gonna do um, five units. I'm gonna do two units. Okay, but I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. All right. All right, next game. And this this one, this next game, boy, this has had some interesting twists the last few days, twists and turns. Steelers at Browns. Cleveland is a one-point favorite. The over-under is 33. <laughs> that might be the smallest over-under I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, unless you take the pick them, but, you know, that's... yeah. Um, you say Cleveland's favored by one point? Yeah. Give me, um, 
It'll be Mike Tomlin in a division game. They're six and three. No Deshaun Watson. Not like he was playing great anyways, but you you give me Pittsburgh's defense with Mike Tomlin knowing they're facing a rookie. Yeah. Pittsburgh plus one, three units. All right. Um I'm I'm gonna say this stat. This is probably the one stat that every NFL fan knows right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been outgained in every game this season in yards. Okay. And they're six and three. Oh, that tells you how all you need to know about that stat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it really does. I would have, before the Watson injury, taken Cleveland. But because he's hurt, and they are going to rely very heavily on their defense, I I do think Pittsburgh's going to take advantage of them. I see Pittsburgh winning this game. I'm going to take the plus one, and I'm going to go three units on this one. I am I'm, I'm kind of looking at that over under too. I, I think this could be like a 12 to 10 game. Yeah. <laughs> but but you never know like with with defense if, if you get a pick six in the first quarter and some some block field goal turns into a touchdown. That's when those 33 over unders turn into 60 total. Yeah. Real, real quick. So I'll just stick with the Pittsburgh plus yeah. one. Get getting a getting a point too. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Next game. Jets at Bills. Buffalo's a seven point favorite. The over under 39 and a half. Um man. This is this is an interesting game to pick. Cause the the Jets, it's the Jets, you know, but the Bills. Had that loss Monday night against Denver. It's probably going to hang on them a bit. Although the game is in Buffalo, which for a while was an advantage. It's probably not that much of an advantage this year. We should look at um, Josh Allen's record against the Jets in his career at home. It's pretty bad. (sighs) He actually does better in New York. It's it's kind of strange. I'm just going to say this. The Bills need to win this game. If I, you know, I'm going to say it right now on the record. That's the understatement of the century. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to say. This is going to be put on the record for however many listeners we get listen to this game. If Buffalo loses this game, their season is over. I'm saying it right now. If the Bills lose this game, forget about them. They're not making the playoffs. Well, they're not in a playoff spot right now. Well, I know, but if they win, you know, they'll be at six at five. They'll get a little bit closer. My my thinking is the way the AFC is. The only path to the playoffs for the Bills is to win the AFC East. Mm, I don't think they're going to do that. They're, they're going to have to go on a run here. They're going to have to beat Miami in Miami. Yeah, they're going to have to they, – they have to win the games they're supposed to win, and then they're probably going to have to win a couple that we don't expect them to win based right. on showing us this year. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go four units on the over-under. I'm going to go four units over 39.5 points. Yeah, you know what? Like, I wrote down my pick already, and that's exactly what I have. <laughs> not, not the four units. I have. I have it for three units. I, I'm not. I'm not taking Buffalo minus seven. There's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. I'm not taking the Jets plus seven. Both teams scare me. The game will probably end up at seven, and we'll both we'll lose twice. Yeah. Um, I I like Brees Hall to break a couple. That's the only way the Jets can really score. Um, 
And all the Bills do is they run these short routes to Stephon Diggs, and then Josh Allen plays hero ball lately. That's what it is. So, yeah, like in that case, like you got to go over under. I don't have um, to. With, with two teams, you don't know what you're going to get offensively or defensively. It's almost a coin flip. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's under 40 points. Damn. Like, like this got to be a, a make it right game for the Bills. They, they got to put up 30 and win in convincing fashion here mm-hmm. over the Jets. Because you leave the Jets like a lifeline and, and number number eight, I guess. He's number eight now. He's coming back in a few weeks, possibly. Maybe. If the Jets are in a good position, and if the Jets, this would be the Jets sweeping the Bills if they lose. So, <laughs> that the Bills need this one. I just don't trust them, so I'm going to take the over. All right. Uh, next game, Seahawks at Rams. This is the first time we've had this. It's a pick em game. The over-under <laughs> is 46. Basically money line, eh? Even money line. I Now, the Rams, they, they've been a hard team to kind of pick. Seattle, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle lost week one to the Rams in Seattle. Um, this is a huge game for the Seahawks. Um, I, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl when we did our preview show. Yeah, they did. Um, I haven't been impressed with uh with Seattle lately. Um I like I like the Rams here honestly. If they can get Cooper Cup going, if they can get him going early and it's a pick him, I'm gonna take two units. I'm gonna put it on the Rams. Mm, okay. Um this is another game we, we talked about earlier with the Lions how they could be looking past Chicago to the Thanksgiving game. Yep. Seattle could be looking past the Rams looking to the Thanksgiving night game with the 49ers. That's true. But they have a coach named Pete Carroll who's going to keep them in line. I'm going to say Seahawks win. And I'm going to wager three units on this one. Seahawks and three units. Is that what you said? Okay. All right. Next game, the Sunday night game. Vikings at Broncos. Denver's a two and a half point favorite. The over-under is 42 and a half. Okay, so I have a question for you. All right. Four, four weeks ago, both of these teams were one and four. They both were one and four. Mm-hmm. Did, do you think you would have been excited for a Minnesota-Denver primetime game? Not really. Not really. But you know what? This game is huge for both teams. It is. Denver, is this, this would be their fourth in a row, wouldn't it? I believe it would. Let me, uh, like, cause they're four and five. They can get to 500 if they win. The Sean Payton effect is starting to, to work out. Russell Wilson's quietly been playing really good football. He's got 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. That's a four to one ratio. Mm hmm. If you can get a three to one ratio, you're happy. Like if if I told you that um, Russell Wilson is playing better than Patrick Mahomes this year, what would you say? Because it's true. Um, I I I'd be taken aback at first, and then I'd like, be like, put down the. But then the, I'd be like, Russell's a good quarterback. He is. He didn't forget how to play football. Exactly. He just. I don't, it, it's probably a lot of pressure changing franchises. And obviously the coach that was there last year wasn't the guy that should have been there. Exactly. Um, and and Sean Payton comes in. He talked all his trash in the offseason. Didn't start out very well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've been playing a lot better lately. 
Um, they got aided by the Bills oh last week. Oh, my God, did they ever. With uh, the too many men on the field. Field for um for the winning field goal so you know that that play like we could go back in six or seven weeks and look at that play and go that's why the bills aren't in and that's why denver is right if denver goes on a little bit of a run and gets into a wild card i don't see them upset like catching kansas city but I, I could see Denver kind of getting to that seven or six spot if they keep going. So, well, I was looking at Denver's remaining schedule. The hardest game or games they have left yeah. are home against Cleveland, at Houston, at Detroit. The others are winnable. They've got two games against the Chargers yet. And, and, and who would have thought at Houston would be a tough game ever? <laughs> well, CJ Stroud, you know. He's doing his thing, man. I, I now, love now I know we didn't mention him uh, in his game this week. I'm, I'm going to ask you real quick before we get our picks. Sure. Should he be in consideration for the MVP? Of course. He should be the front runner right now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Do you know what that award is it's for the most valuable player to his team exactly people think it's the best player in the nfl not necessarily not what the award is most valuable player to his team that's why the mvp is a quarterback every year because it's the most valuable position if you take cj stroud off the houston texans they're probably one in 15 this year he has been – it might be the greatest rookie performance in history. So he has to be considered. Like you, If you go down the list of, of your MVP candidates, he has to be in the top three. He really does. Well, well, you and I, we, we said, uh, I think about a month ago, maybe a month and a half, at the time when Anthony Richardson was playing, yeah. Whoever fin like who whose ever team finished ahead in that division was probably going to have the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Which at this point, I I'd say it's a pretty much a lock that it's CJ Stroud. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like next we do uh conference. Yeah. But uh real quick, okay, let's get to the, this game. Uh who do you got? Oh, I have uh, I have the Broncos yeah, beating means... beating the Pastronaut, which I find might be the greatest nickname in the history of nicknames. <laughs> How many units? Um, one unit because I, I still don't trust the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I... my friend's a huge fan, so shout out to him. Josh Dobbs has been an amazing story this year. He starts the year on the Browns squad, gets traded to Arizona. He'd be good on Cleveland now, hey? Exactly. <laughs> he starts the year for Arizona, beats the Cowboys. He didn't even have his jersey at the fan store. Then he gets traded to Minnesota because Kirk Cousins, who everybody loves, and, and I do too, gets hurt, season's over. He wins two in a row for the Vikings, yeah. who don't have Justin Jefferson, or didn't have at the time. He's one of the best stories of the season. I'm enjoying I, I'm going to say this. Because I think he's a free agent when the season's over. He definitely is. Whoever gets him next, he should be in a battle next training camp for the starting job for quarterback. If Minnesota lets him leave that building, it's a tremendous mistake. Kirk Cousins is going to want – he's like – 
see you see what Daniel Jones got this past offseason? Oh my lord. Kirk Cousins is gonna get 50 million a year from somebody. If Daniel Jones is worth 40, like that's why you don't pay mediocre quarterbacks because it screws everything up. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'll say this and then I'll get my pick in. My dad and I, we had a conversation probably about two years ago talking about Kirk Cousins. And he asked me if I thought at the time Washington letting him go was a mistake. I said to him, and I and I love Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. Until Cousins can lead the Vikings or another team to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I still feel that way. I like him. I really do. But he's not the kind of quarterback that can lead a team to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. He just isn't. Not not by himself. No. No. But, but if you look at some of these teams that are struggling because of quarterback play, I, I don't care. You like there's a that's that's why the Giants paid Daniel Jones. He got him to the playoffs. You, they had to pay him. Mm-hmm. You have to. Like, like, what are you supposed to do? Make the playoffs and then let your quarterback test free agency, and then you just draft a new one. It doesn't work that way. So, so yeah. with this with this game, <laughs> this is probably the one game we've gone off topic the most this week, which I enjoy. I'm going to take the Vikings plus two and a half. I'm going to wager two units on this one. The pastor, not too. Yep, years. I'm going with a rocket scientist on this one. Yeah, that that might be the most amazing story I've ever heard. I if I wasn't an NFL quarterback, I'd probably be a rocket scientist. I mean, I, I don't think rocket scientists make as much as NFL quarterbacks, but they probably should. All yeah. right, they should make more. Yeah, they should. All right, final NFL game. This is the biggie. This is this is the big one. The big one. Eagles at Chiefs Monday night. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this sets ESPN records for this game. Yeah, I'm, I'd be curious because I know the uh, the networks kind of fight over games. I'd be curious what ESPN paid to get this one on Monday. Kansas City. Is a two and a half point favorite. The over under is 45 and a half. I'm I'm gonna start this one. Okay. I said back in late August, early September, that these two would play in the Super Bowl. And we all said boring. Yep. I <laughs> at this moment, I'm still sticking with my pick at this moment. But again, it can change. Mm-hmm. The one thing I've heard throughout this year so far is Philadelphia is the best team in the league. No, they're not. They are not the best team in the league. And I'll tell you why. I don't even think they're the best team in in their conference. No, they're not. I would say I I, I still think Detroit. I still think it's Detroit. Detroit, San Francisco, Philly. Those are my power rankings. The thing with Philly is they've had too many close games this year. You have two games against Washington that you should have easily beaten them. You beat them the first time in overtime by a field goal. And then the second game, you had to come from behind to beat them. And I'm not saying Washington's a bad team. They're, you know, they're kind of mediocre. But Washington should have had at least one of those games. The Dallas game was what pretty much we all expected that to be. 
They shouldn't have lost to the Jets. Good Lord. They just should not have lost to the Jets. These next four to five games is going to tell me everything I need to know about the Eagles. At Kansas City, home against Buffalo, home against San Francisco, at Dallas, at Seattle. Those next five games are going to tell me everything I need to know about the Eagles. If this game was in Philly, I might take the Eagles. But this game is in Kansas City. I think Taylor Swift is going to be at this game. The Chiefs have not lost a home game since Taylor Swift has gone to their home games. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Minus two and a half. I'm going to wager one unit. The big game of the week. One unit. Come on, man. All right. You, you know what? I'll, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't pressure me. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'll go five units. How about that? <laughs> five units, Kansas City at home. Two and a half. All right, you said it all. Thank you. This is all that people need to know. Okay? What Bill said is right. The end. The Swifty <laughs> will be there. Kansas City, 10 units. You can't see me, but I'm dropping my mic. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to see that. All right. And I have... A bone to pick with you, sir. Oh, boy. You said you're tired of Taylor. I am. How could you be tired of someone so great? It's easy. You know what? I'm tired of sunshine and cold beer. (laughs) I'm tired of good-looking women always coming up to me. (laughs) I'm tired. You know what? I got too many 50s for my wallet. I'm tired. My my diamond shoes are too tight. (laughs) You know, you don't get tired of a good thing, man. I I would have loved to have seen the kid's reaction right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I had to to make sure she wasn't around. She heard someone didn't like Taylor. Like, she might get on a plane and come find you. I got three three nephews that could take care of her. Believe yeah. me. Well, your nephews need to uh, need to listen to some Taylor. I got twenty units on my nephews. <laughs> <laughs> now we're that that's this whole show is going to turn into like a kids fighting ring. Yes. Don't want to do. No, actually, you know what? To be fair, though, my nephews are kind of on your side. So, of course, they are. Because I think 99% of people are on my side. No. There are there are people out there that are tired of the Taylor Swift stuff. And I tell those people, you, you might as well just become a part of it. Nah. Not going away. I never became a Beyonce fan. I never got into the boy band craze. Never got into Nickelback. Yeah, Ain't that's... You no, know, I'm, I'm from... Um, I'm pretty close to the town that Nickelback's from. And they and want to burn it down. We all, <laughs> we all hate Nickelback here. <laughs> so, like, I used to like them when I was younger. I went to their show a few times. I actually saw them play when I was 18, like, in a in a pub before they were, like, famous. Like, they had, I think they had, like, one album out, but they weren't, like, hadn't hit it big yet. But, yeah, good times. Um... Okay, so we do have the Grey Cup to do still. But how many times will Troy Aikman refer to Taylor Swift? Hmm. What do you mean? You mean in first person? Yeah. He will say he will say Taylor probably 17 times. I mean, he does have daughters. He does. Troy does. I can't figure out if I love Troy Aikman or hate him as an announcer. 
Because, like, he annoys me when he, like, talks about the same thing for the whole game. But I think I'm also entertained by by what he does, too, so. See, I'm thinking more of on Joe Buck. How many times is he going to? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to – because I think between Troy and Joe, I think Joe may be more of the entertainment guy. Yeah. But, like Al Michael said – this isn't Access Hollywood. So <laughs> I'm going to say that, oh, Michael's is like the oldest guy on TV now. <laughs> I'm going to say Joe Buck references Taylor's name. Ah, you know what? Apparently 13 is her favorite number. I'll say 13 times. Okay. <laughs> All right. Time for the time for the big game. CFL Great Cup. Green Day is playing the halftime show. Which okay. Is pretty, which is pretty cool for uh, for Canada. Now, now that I would go to. I would go to Green Day. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I did see their the Broadway show. Live is, is pretty uh, entertaining game. I recommend it if you're ever in Canada. If it wasn't before Thanksgiving, I probably would go. But yeah. All right. Why don't you go first? This this is your expertise. <laughs> sure. Um, like Montreal was a big, big underdog. They they get it done. I I honestly think this uh this great cup's gonna be kind of a boring blowout, to be honest. I'm I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take Winnipeg minus eight and a half. I'm gonna put five units on it. See, this is this is where our Canadian listeners are going to hey. love me because I root for the underdogs at times. The fact that Montreal had to go on the road multiple times to win to get to this point is a pretty doggone good story. I'm not saying this is Super Bowl three and the Jets. And I'm not even saying it's Super Bowl 42 with the Patriots and the Giants. I'm going to wager four units on Montreal plus eight and a half. Okay. I am going to offer you a deal here. Right. No Googling. You said four units, right? Four units. I will add an additional 10 units to your bankroll. If you can tell me the names of both teams in the Great Cup. Okay. The well, city you, said, name. You, you said Montreal are the Alouettes. Okay. So you got the Alouettes. What is the name of Winnipeg's football team? Well, I know it's not the Jets, so I know that. <laughs> Knowing Canada, you know, you never know. I want to say I've heard their name before. I might have to set a one-minute timer here so I know you're not Googling. Well, I'm not. Okay. Believe me, I'm not. We will set the timer. Okay. I believe. Because let's see, Toronto's the Argonauts. Okay, you got Toronto. Calgary's the Stampede. Stampeders, yeah. Stampeders. Uh, Hamilton is the Tigers, correct? Tiger Cats. Tiger Cats. So you're, you, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And in the Ed- Edmonton used to be the Eskimos, but now they're the Elks. Which isn't a word. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I said that when as soon as they picked that name. I'm like, I think elk is elk. But I I think you have Winnipeg seven- are the blue bombers. Oh yes! Three seconds left. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Oh, okay. You you win the challenge. And I am crediting your count with 10 additional units. Woohoo! Nice work. Maybe you can give me a trivia challenge next week. Uh, you know what? I think I will. I'll, I'll try not to make it hard. Something Thanksgiving related. Like Thanksgiving football or... Just whatever comes to your mind. All right. I be what you make for food. All right. Who won this game? Doesn't matter. Okay. okay. I will. Oh, well, let's see. I've got what? Four or five days to come up with a question for you? Yeah, we will record, I believe, Tuesday night. All right. Yeah, that, that, that should give me plenty of time. To get it out to everybody before the those games. All right, that'll work. That, that's fine with me. Sounds good. All right. Um, so a quick reminder, folks. Um, if you have a gambling problem, please contact somebody to help you. We do this as a fun little project. We don't really bet. Well, at least I don't really bet. DK does here and there, but he doesn't bet all the time. Once in a while. Yeah, once in a while. So join us early next week for our Thanksgiving preview show where we're going to do not only the three Thanksgiving games, we're going to also do the first ever Black Friday game. Yeah, that should be exciting. That's Miami, uh, Miami right? the Jets. Yeah, Jets and Miami. So, so that game will be huge if they can somehow beat the Bills. Yeah, but we'll see what happens there. So, on that note, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you all early next week, right here, downtown Dollar Bill Sports Gambling Podcast. <laughs>